Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent. Today, I have a friend, and her name is Kelly Brock, and she is here with me today. She is a business mentor, a mom, a wife, and frankly, overall badass. Kelly has spent over a decade empowering others to build business differently. And, you know, there's definitely a difference between achieving your dreams and achieving those dreams while maintaining your mental health and life balance. And that's literally exactly what Kelly does. And she does it in such a vulnerable and honest and beautiful way. And I've seen it firsthand. And, you know, it's a crazy story how Kelly and I got connected. And it's a lot of what we want to talk about today, which is, you know, entrepreneurship and finding the right people to work with. And um, frankly, I want you guys to get to know her because she's overall just badass. But she unapologetically shows up for herself. And no matter where the road has taken her on this journey of life, she has shown up for herself. That's not always the case with what you see online. Living in integrity is so crucially important to me. And having the trust of my community and knowing how important it is to find the support from humans who truly care rather than just be a sales tactic or finding financial gains. And so who better than to introduce you to the one and only Kelly Brock. So Kelly, now that I've said a million different things about you, (laughs) I would love you to talk a little bit about, you know, where you were before this human, like how did you get to this place and who were you before the Kelly Brock that existed now today? Yeah. Well, first of all, you said something that really resonated with me because For anybody who's listening who is a female entrepreneur, I think a lot of times people look at podcasts as self-promotion opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you and I take our the integrity with our community really seriously. And Mm -hmm. so we don't just invite someone because they're looking to pitch the thing. We invite people because like you need to know this human. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who don't know me, um, you know, I had Brooke on my podcast, Guide Not Guru, for the exact same reason. So a little bit about my story. My name is Kelly Brock. I live in North Carolina. I'm a mama to two and one on the way. And I have been, you know, an entrepreneur for actually 14 years now, I realized. And I, when I found entrepreneurship, it was like I found the perfect avenue for me to get to express all the things that I thought I wanted. I thought, oh my gosh, this is finally the space where I can be anybody I want to be. I can work as hard as I want to work and no one can hold me back. I've always had a little entrepreneurial spirit and my real career with this started um, 
I was, I spent about 10 years in network marketing and was with a company and went to, I started at 22 and like went straight to the top, like within six months earned a free car, had trips, you know, from the company was on a billboard in Times Square. Wow. Like if there was a rank, I, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was a goal setter and a goal getter and a boss babe and all, all the cliches that came with it. Yeah. And it was in my last couple years of that network marketing company after I had my son, I actually developed anxiety and depression. I say I manifested it because I found myself having a really hard time working and having a hard time breathing. And I didn't understand why. And I remember thinking, oh, this is just postpartum. And so when I went to the doctor afterwards, you know, I was saying, what's, what's wrong with me? I think I have like some sort of virus. And four doctors in a row were like, you have anxiety and depression. Hmm. And for anybody who knew me at that moment, it would not have matched the identity that I saw for myself or that I portrayed online. Yeah. I sold beauty products, y'all. So I got up every single day and put on my concealer and showed up there and did go. my job. And like, I didn't resonate with that level of weakness or that level of vulnerability. And I remember these doctors prescribing medicine for me and not that I'm against medicine, but I, there was this gut part of me that was like, I didn't always used to be this way. And I thought, if I develop this on me, maybe I can get it off me, right? Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't true to my nature. And so I started to get really curious about the mind and the body and myself and self-reflection and all of these things. And it led me down this path where I started to wake up and go like, oh shit, I don't know that I've consciously created anything in my life. Mm. I don't know that any of these dreams are anything I want. I, I don't know if I want to continue doing what I've said I've always done. And that was for me a huge life shift because my identity was wrapped up in my work. Mm -hmm. I am what I accomplish. I am mm -hmm. what I achieve. I am how I present. If anybody knows the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I had deceived myself and was so wrapped up in this and was look, started to look into all these areas of my life, Brooke, and was like, if you guys are familiar with the wheel of life, mm -hmm. it's like spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, yep. relational, financial. When I started to sit back, I realized there was smoke in every single area of my life. And I had known that for a while, but I had never sat long enough to say, oh, smoke means fire. Mm. That's a mm -hmm. problem. I just kept waving it away like, oh, these, these financial things, they're bought, what, what a problem. Oh, my husband. Oh, my kids. Oh, I'm working so hard. I would just like move it out of the way so that I could go get the next goal. And so because my body stopped me, it forced me to get aware and present and reflective to things I didn't want to know about myself. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up realizing I had more dreams and I wanted things that were different than what I had been agreeing to. And the long story short is I ended up sharing these things online, Brooke. I started to talk about the books I was reading and the journal prompts and 
the things that I was learning and all of these women, executive, high impact, high income earner women were in my DM saying me too, but no one else would talk about it. No one else would admit. And I realized all I wanted to do every day was talk to those women in my DMs. I wanted to help them. I wanted to tell them about all the things that I was doing that was helping me. And I ended up uncovering a mission. Mm-hmm. And I realized I don't want anything if it costs me my peace anymore. I believe it's possible for me to have success and also have you know, peace and profit and all of those things at the same time. And so I ended up walking away from my network marketing career, which was 70% of our income. Mm-hmm. I they towed away my pink Cadillac and I drove, <laughs> I drove a Chevy Impala that I bought from my dad for five dollars. <laughs> and I decided to build an online business where I would start mentoring and leading women and helping them to get conscious to the life that made them come alive. And I launched my business from there. My first program was called Anxious Achiever Project. And it was really helping women go from anxious achievers to peaceful performers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for the last four years, I've been leading women in getting conscious and being the leaders of their own life. And, you know, I have a mantra that it's peace over everything. And even in this season, it continues to evolve for me. And so when Brooke and I, you could share the story about how we met. I don't, I don't, do fake well anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. do surface level well anymore. And when we met each other, it was like, okay, we're about the real work and mm-hmm. about making a real difference with the things that we're doing in our lives. And so it's kind of brought me to where I am now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. You know, there was something Kelly and I met because we were both supposed to go on a retreat together. I did not end up going. Um, because it was just so close to when Jonathan had passed. I, my passport wasn't even ready and and I needed to get it renewed and it wasn't ready in time, but also because I realized as the date was getting closer, it was too soon for me to leave the country and leave the boys behind. And out of that group, you stood out so much as someone that I was like, I'm so bummed that I don't get to go. And I've told you this before, because I wanted, like, I wanted to meet you. I wanted to get to know you. I wanted to connect with you. And it was a time in my own business where I was longing for like-minded women who really were aligned in integrity. And the craziest part about it is, long story short, the humans who put on that retreat, I don't necessarily feel looking back were aligned like I had hoped they would be. And it's, it's so important to find those humans who you feel you connect with. And it's almost like everyone wants to connect with one another, but it's like we want to connect because we want to maybe have social gain or, or, or gain in our own business. And it's, it's somewhat difficult to find true connections in order to say, I support you. I want you to succeed. You support me. You want me to succeed. And there's no ego attached to that. Mm-hmm. And... I love what you were saying in terms of almost that, like I talk about masking a lot and it sounds like there was part of your journey where you were continuing to go and you were continuing to mask and you were continuing to push because, and as I was listening to you, I was thinking, you know, like what, what story or or what led you to 
to do that? What led you down that path? And I think it's super important to touch on that because not just women, the males that I work with as well, and a lot of males that I work with, it's we're doing the thing or we're going after the job or the the status of the job title or the number one in our company, whatever it is. But I think it's important to touch on like, do you know the root of what drew you to that path of the masking and continuing to just push and push and push and push? Because I don't think that people know that route. Yeah, I didn't at the time. Mm -hmm. The truth is I, you know, when I was in my network marketing company, which has nothing to do with network marketing, has everything to do with, it was a perfect, um, it was a perfect avenue for the achiever in me to be very sick mm. and to be very affirmed. So I was an achiever before I got in that. The same can be true what we found in the online space. It's like, mm. oh, just take the same sick person and put them in a new place and they yeah. will be sick still. And so I was the epitome of someone who was unaware and out of alignment. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know I was being inauthentic. I didn't know that um, I was presenting. I, I remember one time, actually, Brooke, someone told me, it was a mentor, and she was like, you know what I love about you, Kelly? She was like, you're um, always what the room needs. And I was like, that is so sweet. Huh. And she said, you're like a chameleon. Uh-huh. She was like, you will shift into the room and be whatever the room needs. And I was like, oh, I think that was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> like, oh, I wait, I think that was not actually nice. And I remember sitting with that and it was actually after I'd started to become a little bit aware, but I thought, why am I so good at walking in a room and finding out who I need to be here mm -hmm. and being good at being them? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of us, we grow up, you talk about this all the time, you know, we learn unconsciously patterns of how to survive in our lives and how to do well and how to thrive and how to get through. And so somewhere along the way, I had learned to mask. I had learned to present really well. Mm -hmm. And let's don't be authentic, especially as a female entrepreneur, because the biggest fear I find for so many female entrepreneurs is they have such a fear of authenticity and vulnerability because if I am not already arrived, you all, you all won't follow me. Mm -hmm. You won't buy from me. You won't, you won't believe I can lead you. And it's such a big fear that I had. It was like, I actually remember when I was in this network marketing company, starting to talk about the postpartum depression that I was having. I remember sharing online and all these women were saying, thank you so much for just talking about this, we need to hear it. And I had top leaders in my company say, do you really think you should be talking about that online? What are people wow. going to think about your leadership? And so when I, I didn't know at first that I was masking, I didn't know I was pretending. And actually when I started to find out, it was really devastating. I don't know if you felt that way about some of the things you become aware of, but it, you're almost like in shame. You're like, Oh my gosh, I, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't intending to be manipulative or mm -hmm. so focused the on chameleon, my dreams. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Brooke, every time I would tell my husband, like, I'm doing this for us, I meant it. Mm -hmm. 
I had no idea how out of like reality some of my perceptions were about, you know, the actions that I was taking. I didn't know that my actions were out of alignment. And so I had to give myself grace and say, I forgive myself for who I was before I knew. Totally. Because, and, and I actually see that a lot in this online space, but I'm also wiser for it because I look at men and women who show up and you guys, we know how we feel when someone connects with us. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ooh, wow. This is, this is about you or, Oh, this is genuine. And I started to learn to trust that because I actually have gotten burned by more women than men. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I've been burned by more high achieving women who pretended or it was conditional maybe that we were a great fit. And then when I stopped being a gain for them, they dropped me like a bad habit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that hurts. Yeah. And so I've, I've really tried to never be that consciously online. It's like, let me really see this other human in, in front of me. Let me really care about what's happening with them. I don't know. How do you handle that? Because for me, it has burned me enough times. I think I've learned for it, but from it, but it's, it's a hard dance yeah. because we want to move forward, but we, I don't want to do it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I totally agree with you when I was in my, day and age of masking and putting on a front, um, I did not realize I was doing it. Like I didn't have the conscious awareness that I was doing it. And it's really hard to, like you're saying, like break through those walls to be like, oh crap, I was totally not showing up as me. Like, Mm -hmm. but I thought I was like, and I think the root for me was, it was modeled for me that like hands down, this is just how you function. This is what life should look like is even if you're exhausted and tired, you go to the party or the book club or the whatever it is, you know, and hi, like, how are you? And you smile and you make small talk with everyone and you just keep going and you ignore the version of yourself really deep down the nervous system, but you ignore the version of yourself that's saying I'm fucking exhausted. Like this is like ripping me to shreds. And I believe you and I talked about this on your podcast is, you know, you so eloquently speak of like you went to four different doctors and you were like, wow, like this is anxiety and depression based on like how I'm showing up in the world. And Jonathan was number one at his company, like every single year, like every single year until the year that he passed, like he was still on board to be number one. Like the year he passed, he made six figures and he passed in April. So he made six figures in four months. Like, so it's just a complete opposition of who internally he was struggling with and how how mask, all the masking he was doing, you know? And I think I see parents so often and, and mom so often like over and high achievers so often just like push, 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 pushing and ignoring all the different parts and pieces of themselves. And I think it's important for 
everyone to know, like we can be our own beautiful mess yet still be a really awesome leader at the same time. And I truly believe that that's the secret sauce because we've gone those places. We've done that work. We've been able to be so vulnerable and share the funk and, and all the shit we've been through in order to say it is possible to have that darkness, but yet what comes out of it is not icky and traumatizing, but beautiful and healing and moving into alignment with especially entrepreneurship and business. You know, there was a time even within this business where and this is my second business, but there was a time where I was like, go, 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 go. And I would get on a call every single day with Nadia and be like, okay, we're changing this and we're doing this and we're doing, and she, it was like speedy Gonzalez. And it was like, <laughs> what the F is going on? Like I literally would change business models like weekly. <laughs> Somehow we got here, but like I finally had my own mentor business wise who helped me slow down and become so aligned. And it was absolutely part of that fight or flight for me through my grief process. And, you know, that's just where my brain and body was at at the time. But it feels so wonderful. And it's not perfect. And I love, I would love for you to speak to like what you've been through lately and where you're at now. But I, I think it's important to say that just because we have been able to find alignment within our business and you know, I now look out and say, okay, great. That's a project for 2025. Like that will do then. And like, it's totally okay to say then rather than no, 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 that needed to happen last month, you know, but it's, it's okay to slow down and still know that you will be successful and whatever success means to you. And it's okay to have healing and go through your own stuff, but yet still find the right journey for your own path and your own career. You know, what's funny is I was listening to you and I was, all of a sudden I started listening to you at the level I would have heard you a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I thought there might be some women listening to this and your heart is going, "I I desire that. Like I would love to get to be messy and you know, a work, a work in progress and a leader. Yeah. That'd be my desire. But what's so hard is gosh, that first moment of courage is so big. Yes. And so when we go, yeah, I'd love that, but how would that ever happen? You know, we have to actually start to learn to trust again, that we're safe being all of ourselves. And I remember those first few moments that Someone asked me like, how are you doing? And I was honest instead of painting the picture that it was all good. It was like, that was hard. That was scary. You know, I actually have this whole podcast episode called the courage is the tipping point. Mm -hmm. When we have moments of courage, we are feeling both a forward motion and fear and anxiety and excitement at the same time. Right. So those moments to become a woman who gets to stand like Brooke and be like, I'm just going to be in my messy middle yep. and also lead. We admire those women, but Brooke became her one freaking rep at a time. I have become yeah. that authentic woman one rep at a time. And so it takes us 
meeting that moment of courage and being like, am I going to be the most authentic version of myself I can be right now? Mm -hmm. And that honestly first started with me telling the truth to myself Mm. because I was lying to myself about how good it was or how happy I should be. And if, if what we're talking about feels hard, I mean, almost every mom or every woman who's listening to this podcast is probably on social media mm-hmm. and we are sold every single day. These messages of like, work hard, do it now. Like keep pushing through. You've got this. And there is a time and a place for this. But, but what happens is we end up like giving up the other side of ourselves. And that's what I was doing. I, I was so proud. If you had asked me if I had emotional management, I would be like, absolutely. I am positive all day long. I was toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I never let anyone know that anyone anything was happening. And so when I started to be brave enough to say, it's actually not all okay. And I'm not feeling that great. And I'm actually looking for solutions. That was so scary to me because my livelihood depended yes. on people wanting my thing, mm-hmm. wanting my life. And that was a really scary shift for me to be like, are they still going to want to work with me if I'm going through my own stuff? I don't know if you have felt that way, but even, you know, it's, I've been in this business four years being a coach. And even just recently, um, for those of you who are listening, I'm seven months pregnant right now. I've gone through one of the most hellacious years of my life. Mm-hmm. I joke that if there was a theme song for 2023, it would be Miley Cyrus. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> like it was like it's like everything I thought I knew. I was like, I know nothing. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to talk more about that. But it was really challenging all over again to be like, I'm not okay. I can still do my job. Yeah. I what I was so thankful for, I could still show up and coach and be present and do my job, but visionary for the future, that shit was hard this year. I still don't have a clear vision. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm still coming out of the mental, physical, emotional spaces that I've been in. And that was really hard for me to publicly talk about again, because I thought I was over it. I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, remember that when that happened six years ago? And it was happening all over again in a new stage of life and in a new way. And I had to say, do I really buy what I'm selling? Mm -hmm. Which is that I'm allowed to be a leader and a work in progress. And when I, again, have started to talk about, you guys, this is what's been happening to me lately. And I lead an online business. And you guys, I've been taking a social media break. I've been going social media sober (laughs) lately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so many women have just been like, how are you doing that? Thank you for talking about this. What do we do? Because when we all shut off our phones, we're all going back to our real lives and women are experiencing this, whether I'm talking about it or not. And I just would rather the things that I'm contributing to the world be real Mm -hmm. and me make less money because of that Mm -hmm. than to present and to to feel the way that money feels coming in. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the craziest part is, you know, I love that you said it's, it's both, it's exciting and it's growth, but yet there's fear behind it. And that's, 
I always tell my clients, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel fear, if you feel like this is messy, that means it's working because that means that you're creating and building new neuropathways and rewiring the brain to say, "Mm -mm," like I can resiliently move through the discomfort and say like, no fear. Like there is no burning building. Like I don't need to stop, drop and roll. I can stand here and I can do this. And those reps, as you continue to do it, it definitely gets easier. But I do feel that there is, you know, there was this error. I don't necessarily hear it as much, or maybe I just don't care. And, you know, I've, I've moved through that portion of it, but I used to be like, oh, that or here. Oh, that's vulnerability porn. Or like, oh, they're just bleh, all over the place. Like, that's not what this is. It's not right. that it's like, woe is me, or I need attention or, um, I'm struggling. Come, come hold my hand. It's, it's, Hey, I know life is hard. Hey, I know a lot of people aren't talking about this stuff and I know it needs to be talked about. And you can be successful and you can be a human being and run a business. You can be a human being and be a leader. You can continue to fight your own demons or you can move through the fear or you can push to the next, you know, step in your own individual life growth or like you can do the work on yourself while simultaneously keeping the lights on, you know? And I think that a lot of individuals think that it has to be one or the other. I'm a successful financial badass CEO who is crushing it in life. And like, it's all, it's all working out. Like it's white picket fence style, you know, or it's, I'm not doing well and I'm not crushing it and it's not successful and it's not this and it's not that, you know? And I think that if we look at a lot of social media guru, like big people, I don't know, like Kardashians, like they struggle too. They have their own issues and they only maybe show a tidbit of a breakup or a a divorce or a a scandal or this or that, but you better believe they're crying behind closed doors. And it's the same thing for all of us. And I think that that is, you know, we have become this crazy cycle of like push harder, go faster. Like think about even movie theaters growing up, like movie theaters were just seats and a screen. And now it's like recliners and like (laughs) they'll deliver your food and like a whole meal and like cocktails. And it's like $120,000 to go to the movies (laughs) now, you know, like it's like bigger and better and bolder and brighter. And it's like Las Vegas, like in every city and every, you know, like trampoline parks aren't just trampoline parks anymore. They're laser tag and they're this and they're that. And so it's like, we all want to push bigger and better and brighter and stronger and future and this and that. But are like, you can't like, there's no humanly way possible to keep up. And it's, it's no, it's not humanly possible to be able to, to push and do it all and be it all and not have a moment of, of struggle. And I do feel that that's what individuals are drawn to our, towards is like, okay, now, now you're talking about the real stuff. Now you're, now you're saying that. the real deal. Now you're that. Fi- like, finally, someone is saying, Hey, like I can teach you how to grow a business, but also know that like, I am still a work in progress myself. And 
it, there is like, you're saying that fear of like, well, if you're struggling, you don't know what you're doing. Like if you don't have a vision for next year, then there's no way I'm going to hire you. Or if you're still moving through grief and, and trauma, you know, and, and being a, a, a widow, like there's no way you could help me, you know? And it's, it's okay to be both. It's, it's, yeah. It's just like emotions. Like it's okay to feel anger and sadness or anger and happiness all at the same time. Like it's yep. okay to be disappointed and happy. It's, you know, and it, it can be, it can be both. But Brooke, you want to know what I found was fascinating. So when I first started talking about this and I launched my first business and again, women were coming out of the woodworks and I actually started to sit back and was like, how am I being successful like, why is this working? Yeah. So we flip through our screens and keep scrolling. And the minute we feel something real, we stop. And the reason is, is because we forget on the other end of these phones are real humans. Yes. And we feel the difference. We feel the difference. And so what I started realizing was, oh my gosh, my superpower is my authenticity. Mm -hmm. It is my humanness. It is my, again, I can be a leader and a work in progress that actually makes me the most vibrationally magnetic online because other people are craving truth. We are craving yeah. connection. We are craving reality. Yes, we want to move forward to our goals, but we also want to know I'm not broken yes. for being in what is called the human experience. As far as yes. I can tell, we are going to be strength and struggle for the rest of our freaking lives. It's not, let me woo this out and end up at a destination of beautiful manifestation. It's never going to be hard again. It's like, no, you're going to go through things over and over again. And so I, I became really interested in holding space for what it's like for me so that it inspires other people to know that what they're going through is normal. And mm -hmm. this could be for the mothers in their mops groups, or this could be the you know female entrepreneurs online. I have found that we vibe different. I've actually found more success in my business when I bring a level of my authenticity. And I'll never forget, I had a a coach teach me this one time around business. And she said, most people are going to teach you, you need to get your clients to like, know, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And she said, but what you don't understand is there's another level. And she said, if you make your clients feel seen, heard, and loved. And I thought yeah. you're speaking straight to my heart because I know on the other end of these phones are these women who are in their marriages that are feeling hard and they're parenting their babies with their nervous systems and their emotional, you know, dysregulation. And yep. those things are so private and intimate and hard and heavy and challenging. And if knowing this one little tip that I have relieves a real moment in your life, it is worth it. Mm -hmm. And so I really just put on almost like these blinders to say, I'm no longer worried about where I'm going to rank or how fast I'm going to be there. I, I used to be in such a rush to get to the top. It's like to the top of where faster yeah. than who, for what, like right. this thing, as soon as you hit one goal, you've got another one. They're like, well, have you, do you have a book yet? <laughs> They're like, have you hosted a retreat yet? Have you done this thing? It's like, this thing's going to be never ending. And I was it was easy and is still easy for me 
to do that at the expense of the things that I say I want most. And so even just recently, I found myself almost feeling super uh, uninspired by the coaches and the people I followed online. I felt like I, I just don't know how I feel about this anymore. And so what I did was I, I took what I called a little social sobriety and I, I did my job. I, I showed up online and then I lived in my own life a lot more. And I, what it had me do was I started to sit with the reality of what my situation is and how am I doing in the things that I say matter most to me. And I think that's so important for us to humble ourselves. Online is such a virtual reality. It's it such a game. It's such a, it can be such a fake thing. And so if we can come back into these, this online space consciously, and clear about who we are, then I can leave my mark and, and great. Yep. I, I, I made my contribution, but I, yep. I don't want to live for the likes. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to worry about, am I verified? And am I all of these things because of what people think that it means about me? And I think it's really easy for us to worry if we don't have these marks of notoriety that people are not going to think we're successful and I've been doing good work, whether people know about it or not. And that yeah. has been something for my own ego to get used to as I've been more silent lately. It's just been like, wow, can I be okay not even being acknowledged? Yep. Not mm -hmm. even being seen right now. It's been, it's been a new chapter for me around this. Mm -hmm. And it's been really good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's being able to sit with yourself and be comfortable with yourself and where you're at and know that there is something outside of work life, that there's something outside of a career, that there is something outside of how we keep our lights on and how we are able to feed our children. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's something outside of that and that's presence and existence and life and the craziest thing is that the more you step into that, the more you realize you don't need the things. You don't mm. need the limelight. You don't need to be verified. Like you don't need those mm -hmm. things in order to be happy because you have found them within yourself to be able to be enough for you without yeah. the external validation of others. And I think I was probably going all the way full circle. Like I think I was probably putting on that mask so many years ago because all I knew how to do was gain my self-worth from external validation mm -hmm. and the mental health and the nervous regulation, nervous system, excuse me, regulation and all those things. It's the craziest thing because there is so much within our sensory system and the stimuli, but yet it's also really looking at the pieces of yourself and how to sit with yourself and not continue the patterns of putting on the mask. That's hard. Like it's literally yeah. hard to go into when you've high for so long, go in and be like, what's up? Like, you know, totally. like I'm here, but like, I'm just going to like be here. And if you would love to come talk to me and ask questions or like you like want to hang, I'm totally down to hang. I'll, I'll answer anything you want. Like I'll vibe, I'll connect with you, but I'm not going to like 
be like, Brooke is here. Like, hello. You know, like, I'm not going to like scream it from the rooftop and like be the bell of the ball in every single room anymore. I cannot, I will never forget when my mom, I was, my mom was like, I'm totally an extrovert. And I was like, I'm not. And she was like, what? And I was like, nope, definitely not an extrovert. And it was as I was doing all of this work on myself many years ago. And she's like, no, like, no, like you're totally an extrovert. And I was like, I'm actually not. I thought I was, I was living a life like that. Same. But when you finally get down to it, you're like, why am I expending all this extra energy? Why am I putting on this front? Why am I doing the thing and showing? And, and it rang so true to me when you're like, why is it so hard for us to actually demonstrate the human experience, like literally the actual human experience of what it should look like to be a human. Like it's the craziest thing. And you, you can still have the, the life of your dreams. You can still build a career of your dreams. And, you know, one of the posts I was telling you earlier before we hopped on, I loved your post where you were like, you can lay your head on a pillow and be so proud of what you've built. And it almost like brought me to tears because I am so proud of what I've built and I know that feeling, but I also know the work that it took to get me here. And it wasn't one of perfection. No, it was not an easy, like, woo, like it just all of a sudden, like, woo, like, ta-da, you know, it, it's, I'm laying my head on that pillow and saying, I'm so proud of what I've built and I'm so proud of the growth and the, you know, blood, sweat and tears and, and the brokenness and the, the ups and downs and highs and lows and vulnerability and all the in between, like, that's what I'm proud of. And yeah, you can have that too. Like anyone listening, like you can have that too. And it doesn't need to be a perfect road. Well, and I'd love to speak to that because for me, I had no idea how much I cared about what other people thought until I started to realize my husband would say to me over and over, he'd be like, Oh, you're working again. And I'm like, you know, I just need to get through this goal or I just need to get through this deadline or I just need to get through this launch or whatever it was. And my husband's anger turned to apathy. Mm. He stopped even expecting me to make him a priority or to put our kids first or whatever. And I was like, oh, he doesn't even care anymore. And I remember really getting awake to this when I had been making decisions to make a lot of female leaders proud of me. Mm. And I remember coming home. I had just been in a room with all these women who were just like, Kelly, you're amazing. And all these accolades and all these things. And you're going to do this this year. And I felt like a million bucks. And then I came home to my family, to my husband, who I love. And it was heavy and hard in my house. And it was tense. And I was like, why is there such a difference? And I used to blame Josh for it. I used to blame Mm. like, well, if you would just be more supportive, Mm. then this could all feel good and we could get where we wanted to go. And I realized that I was constantly making decisions so that this whole group of women would like me, Mm -hmm. so that they would approve of me, so that they would think I was great because they were feeding this ego part of me that my husband was not interested in. He was like, you shit. I know it. <laughs> you know, he's like, I know that you're a real person. And 
I started to realize if they aren't carrying the weight of my world, they don't get a say on how I carry it. Mm -hmm. If they are not paying my bills, raising my kids, married to my husband, in my home, my situation, I've got to stop thinking first about what they think about how I'm doing or what it's looking like. And so I started to, I'd actually love to share this with your listeners. I was like, okay, well, great. If it's not what I've been doing, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting down and I wrote for about maybe an hour or 90 minutes. I wrote, where do I want to be in 10 years from now? And I wrote out this definition of a day and I talked about how my husband comes down the steps and he comes over to kiss me because we're still in love with each other. And I talked about what ages my kids were. And I talked about what I would do for my work that day. And I talked about how my body and my mind and my friendships and my spirituality and all these things showed up in my day. And I took that dream and I broke it down and I said, okay, well, what would be the affirmations I would need to affirm? And so I wrote 10 affirmations that if I was those affirmations, I would show up as her. Mm. And so I would start to ask myself every single morning, how can I show up as her? Because I was constantly putting off my happiness for tomorrow. When we're this, make this much money, when this launch is over, when this thing is done, then we can be happy. And I thought, I'm never having one good day. Mm-hmm. The means, you know, the sum is always equal to the means. Whatever you get in the end is always a product of the way you did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do this one really well. When I started this business, I thought, I want to do this business really well. I want to do this life, this day. And so I started just chasing one thing, Brooke. Yeah. Just today. Let me show up as her at a time. Mm -hmm. Just let me just today. Yep. Let me show up as her. And so it's like, did I move my body? Because I said that was a priority. Did I connect with my spirituality? I said that was a priority. I said my marriage is important. I said my kids are important. And if I even got one rep of that every single day, when I lay my head on the pillow, I'm really proud of the way I lived my life and spent my time. You know, we are exchanging our actual life. Yeah for our work and our time spent. And when we get awake to that and we slow down long enough to go, you're literally spending your, your life. And if you don't love the way you're living, if you don't love the way you're working, what is this for? And so that's what I hope your listeners take away from today. I have been so much more about the process and the journey and the let me align just for today and just for today and just for today. And that accumulates kind of like what you said, you rest your head on the pillow, proud of the way you've done this because you've, the, the sum is equal to the means. The way yeah. you've done it has been the best to your ability at that moment in time, you right. know? And, and when you fi- find yourself out of line, it's like, Ooh, how can I get back in? I'm proud of my marriage. I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of the way that I show up as a woman and speak and I can sleep well when, if that's what I did today, it fulfilled me. It made a difference. It was worth the energy I expended. And that head on the pillow, it's like my pillow test. Did I do it? Did I show up as her? Yep. I really appreciate you sharing that because I do think that so many will 
hear that and be like, oh, I know that dynamic with my partner. Like I know that dynamic where it's like, hello, like, hello, like your, 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 your kids like kicking the ball or they just got, you know, uh, like they just got a hit or like, like, are you there? Like, hello. Yeah. And I love that he like just surrendered and he was just like, you know what? Like, like, I'm like, I'm going to wait here. I'm going to like, I'll, I'll wait this out. And like, you let me know when you're ready to like live a regulated life. Which was shocking, which was shocking because I was used to his frustration and I knew Mm. what to do with that. And all of a sudden he was just like, oh, I'm not even asking you anymore because I don't expect it. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with that. That's really awesome. Like I could imagine that that shift was not an easy one to move through because Mm -mm. then it was like, and I, I definitely saw that with Jonathan and I, and I like waved the white flag and I was like, I can't, like I, I've tried, like I've, I've tried to be like, wake up here, like, hello, like, yeah. and it requires the other partner to not just wave the white flag in terms of like craving and wanting and needing that partnership and that lifestyle and the families, but like also releasing a lot of maybe the deep down goals that you were like, yes, we are going to get there. Like, well, Mm -hmm. if you, because if you slow down and the finances will slow down, then we're not going to get where we are. Like it requires the partnership to do so much work, but I love that you guys are such a true Testament and I know how strong your relationship is and you share so much of that on social media. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that, that side and that piece of it, because it is the whole family dynamic. It is the lifestyle. It is the, the balance. And I love when you say like, when you were talking about getting in and out of alignment, my brain is like, yes, like dysregulated and regulated. Like you totally feel it in the pocket. You're like, I'm totally regulated. Like I'm feeling good. Or you're like spinning and you're totally dysregulated and that's totally out of alignment, you know? And when you were saying like, if I did one of those little pieces, then I I can lay my head on my pillow and be so happy. It's, it's not that you did every single one of those pieces correctly Uh all day. It's just, I made a little tiny mark to move towards and move the needle towards the direction that I'd like to go. And this is a process. And I think what I'd love to leave everyone with today is you can have that. And if you're longing to learn how to regulate. I'm your girl. If you're longing to learn how to align and, and find a lifestyle where you can live a happy life and enjoy your life and be happy with what you are bringing into the home and the career that you are building for yourself and do it in a really healthy way, Kelly's your girl. And like hands down, you can trust her. Like you, like she is the real deal. And I say that, and I know I said that in the beginning, but it, it's so true. Like, I think you and I both know the value of trust and, mm-hmm. and truth. And you said, you know, you've been burned by so many women before and I've been burned as well. And I know that there's so much on there that's like, Hey, do this in five minutes and then you'll get there. And like, Oh, I can tell you this and you'll get there. And oh, it's like, mm, but like, step on over to the dark side and like, <laughs> like be a little vulnerable. And then you'll actually also get there too, but you'll be a lot more mental health, you mm-hmm. know, like have that mental health along the way. And, yep. um, 
Kelly, tell everyone where they can find you and any programs that you have going on and all the different things. Yeah, thank you. Well, you want to know what I thought is funny about what you said. Pay attention to the leaders you hear online who are unrushed. Oh, yeah. Such a good one. You and I are not rushed for people's progress. We're like, let's do the good work. And that that should be a sign it is a different way. Mm -hmm. Because if someone is telling you to do anything fast and quick, then then it's probably the path you've already been down that didn't work 12 times before. Mm -hmm. And so I thought Mm -hmm. that was interesting because you and I were like, we're not in a rush. Let's let's do, let's do the real thing. Yep. And yeah, I'm about, about the work. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you all can follow me on Instagram at Kelly Brock. Um, you can go to my website, Kelly Brock co. We have everything from coaching programs that help you one-on-one with your own life alignment, uh, to a program called essence, which is all about finding out who you're, you really are and, bringing you into self-discovery and success in your business. Mm -hmm. And so how to express that essence online. And so if anything I've said honestly has connected with you, I'm a real person. I love to talk in the DMs. I will voice and video chat you like, because I, I want to be a real human and a real woman with you. And so if anything I said, um, you want to talk through, I'm happy to chat. Thank you, Kelly, for doing this. Thanks, Brooke. I love All being while with you. doing it seven months pregnant. <laughs> and hey, I didn't, P.S., I did not know that you sold beauty products. And oh, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, well, that's why your makeup always looks fantastic, <laughs> damn it. I'm like, that's the secret. That's why. <laughs> they did oh. train me. <laughs> so true, though. Well, thank you, Kelly, for being here. And Thanks, I love you. And I think you're a phenomenal person. And I think you're so so fantastic, so down to earth, and you are what we need more of in the world. So thank you for sharing all of it. Thank you. Feel the same about you. Thank you. Well, until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.